Silent Night, Deadly Night. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Monsters Never Die. Uh, it's the Talk Film Society Spooky Season Podcast Evolved. This is the next level, folks. Uh, we're here for our second half of our holiday horror special uh, miniseries. And today, uh, obviously, me again. That's me. I'm Matt Kirion, your co-host. And with me, as usual, is... Garbage Day in Part 2. It's me, Jacob. Hi, buddy. Hi. <laughs> I'm excited to talk some Christmas slashers with you. Oh, hell yes. This is uh, one of my, this is my favorite genre of horror. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to talk about some uh, Christmas-themed slashers, uh, even though some of these may not... One of these, at least, is not a slasher that we're going to be discussing. This is the but first we'll get episode to we've done that I have liked every single movie I've watched for the show. Let me see. Did I? Um, no, I didn't. Yeah, no, you didn't. There's two well, movies well, here that I don't like. Oh, oh right, yeah. Well, there's no. one I don't like and one I hate. <laughs> that made me sick to my stomach. I can guess which one's which, and uh, that'll be a fun combo in a little but bit. But you won't understand why that one made me sick to my stomach. I, mean, nah, I kind of do. <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see. All right. <laughs> uh, so, Jacob, how are you? It's it's like a couple days till Christmas. It's crazy. I'm doing great. All my presents are bought. All my uh, tree is lit up. I've been watching old... Well, you move uh, fast. You move fast because last time we talked, you hadn't gotten anything. Yeah. Yep. It, <laughs> you know. You know how it goes. I've been spending all day watching uh, public access Christmas specials from like That's the fun. 70s, 80s, and 90s. Oh, and my God. I should do that. It is so charming and so wonderful and so, like, full of good cheer. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, the everything is terrible people watch it with kind of an ironic slant. And, like, there is a little fun to be had there. But it's also just, like, these are just people just, like, doing stuff they love. On, and, just, and it got shown on TV. That's and just awesome. trying to trying to spread the holiday cheer. Yeah. Like, for their so, local, local communities and stuff. And I think that's pretty damn cool. So, you know... After you've watched all these slasher movies, turn off the lights, go around YouTube, and just uh, just try and find as many of these as you can. I highly recommend it. I'm definitely going to. Hopefully, my local station growing up had one uh, when I was uh, before I was born. Because I don't think WPIX in New York had very actually like Christmas specials. I mean, they played Christmas movies all the time, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think they had like an actual special. Um, huh. I'll have to look into that. Oh man, I didn't realize you were a WPIX. Oh person. my God! Yes, yes. So you grew up with Shocktober. I oh can only God, look at Shocktober from afar and yes. wish I had it. Ah, uh, Shocktober was the best. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug uh, one of my uh, one of my uh, friends right now, uh, Dinosaur Dracula. He's a great guy. Uh, go over to his website and look at his retrospective on WPIX and Shocktober specifically. Mm-hmm. It's a great. It, it brought me back to my childhood. Just. Staying up late at night on during the Halloween season, watching scary movies, and that's a lot of that's the way that I first saw you know like Freddy Krueger and stuff like that. Really fun stuff. Uh, Dinosaur Dracula, great guy. You can get his action figure at Target. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. I second that recommendation. Wonderful, wonderful blogger and podcaster. I I met him the same day I met you, Jacob. What a what a at, wrestling at the, trio we were. The WrestleManias. Um, <laughs> So yeah, let's get into this. So uh, for our first flick we got tonight is uh, the old Silent Night, Deadly Night. One of the kind of the most notorious of the early Christmas-based slashers. Though it's not the first where uh, a man dresses as Santa and starts killing people. Lot of protests. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of protests. And that's why this movie was basically like like a like an urban legend almost. Yeah, it, and it's mostly about the advertising campaign where they very they didn't think it through very well, and uh, they threw on some television commercials with Santa with an axe trying you to know, kill people. You know, when you've been naughty. <laughs> yeah, and uh, apparently those aired like during um, Little House on the Prairie. Jesus. So like, you know, I I don't begrudge people for being upset. You know, it's, I I could understand that. I, mean, I certainly I, I, yeah, was I mean, scared by a lot of. VHS covers as a kid. But honestly, the movie's, movie is not as horrible as people were making it out to be. Yeah, because it's not actually Santa killing people. It's just teaching, hey kids, anybody could be Santa. Exactly, <laughs> anyone could be Santa. Uh, this movie's uh, actually really good. So yeah, the, the, this has got a really smart concept. Uh, the performances are strong. Um, the killer Santa's pretty cool. Yeah. He, he's kind of he's kind of handsome, which kind of threw me for a loop. <laughs> I didn't expect... The killer Santa Claus to be good looking. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, I loved it. it. The, the kills it's a are really funny. interesting structure. Because, Punish. like, <laughs> generally with slasher films, a lot of times, especially in, like, the sequels, we're coming to see the slasher, but the movie at yes. least pretends like there are main characters who are not mm -hmm. them. But this movie has an, a wonderful nested flashback, like, structure where you start with a young boy and he has pretty much the worst day of his life. It's horrible. Where first his grandfather just starts screaming at him about <laughs> Santa. <laughs> his catatonic uh, grandfather. Yeah, his his catatonic like, grandfather who can only speak when his parents are out of the room. Yeah, because he's, he's milking him for like uh, the nursing home money. I guess. Come on. <laughs> That's obvious. And then, um, yeah, and then his uh, parents are killed by a robber Santa who got $30 out of a gas station yes. robbery. And, killed, uh, uh, killed and raped by yes. the Santa Claus. Which, you yep. know, why not? It's 1984. And then we jump ahead to him as, like, a young boy in a, uh, a really abusive Catholic home for orphans. Let's talk about this real quick. The yeah, real, no. The real villain of this is Mother Superior. I cannot believe she got out of this movie alive. I was waiting for her to... Spoiler, folks, she survives. But I was waiting for her to die in a brutal way. Because mm -hmm. she is so evil yeah in the, she's the real christmas evil of silent night deadly night um she ties the kid awful. to his bed oh my god she's she's awful i hate her yeah no she's the worst great actress though yeah uh, everybody I mean, was pretty good in i've those. seen her in like a bunch of things uh if you go to her imdb she's she was in, you know yeah yeah she was in she was the mortician in uh predator 2 <laughs> She does the uh, the autopsy in that. <laughs> what an iconic role. Yeah. Uh, well, she's great in that. Uh, she was in Universal Soldier, Catch Me If You Can, so she worked with, you know, Spielberg. <laughs> Shit. That's pretty pretty damn cool. Yeah. Uh, she's evil. I hate her. Uh, but hey, this was both of our first time seeing this, right? Yeah, yeah. So I actually got to see it theatrically. Uh, damn, the son. AFI Silver Spring uh, by me was doing a double feature of that and the original Black Christmas. So okay. I had a hell of a night last Friday night. Okay, well, I slummed it, I guess, with the <laughs> Scream Factory Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, I guess you win? I don't know. <laughs> I So, Jerk. starting this out, I didn't know what the, like, I knew the basic man in a Santa suit is killing people. That's all I knew. Yeah, so when it jumped ahead to the small child to being a young man, I was like, oh, shit, I, I, like, I assumed we were going to follow yeah. this kid and this killer Santa that we are introduced to. But no, this movie has two killer Santas. Yes, and, and that, uh, yeah, and honestly, the the, the first killer Santa is a lot worse than the kid who grows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, he's terrible. Uh, I do like the the repeated line of punish. That's a lot yeah. of fun. Um, I hate all of his coworkers. He oh, works. He all works of at them. okay. The one, the the Guido guy. <laughs> he's terrible. Yeah. The, the, the Joe Pesci wannabe. He's yeah. awful. He is just an awful human being. Yeah, um, no, he's, he's pretty bad. His boss is kind of like a like a big old chode. I liked his boss. Oh, he's he's such a and his boss's wife. The boss's and the wife girl. is hilarious. I like them all except for the the guy who's kind of a jerk. And even he, you know, it, it's not like he knows this kid. He, like has a horrible yeah. Christmas trauma. But I mean, sometimes you learn in this movie, it's okay to say no. Like, we want you to dress up as Santa. How about no? I can't. I can't do <laughs> yeah. that. Don't just don't agree to it because your boss says you have to. Yeah. Maybe uh, question it sometimes. But yeah, the kills are freaking brutal in this. Uh, did they show you the the, the uh, unrated version, like the director's cut? I honestly have no idea. Okay, because the, the, the kills that I saw were uh, extremely violent and of a lower quality as well. Okay. Kind of like if you watch the uh, current Blu-ray that's out or a DVD of uh, the unrated cut of My Bloody Valentine where they couldn't yeah. get the kills to like HD quality. Mm -hmm. And it kind of adds like this weird grindhouse feel yeah. uh, to all the kills, which I kind of appreciate. And yeah. I hope they leave in when they put My Bloody Valentine out on Scream Factory. I hope they leave that in because it's one of my favorite bits about that movie. Can I talk about my favorite bit about Silent we'll Night, talk, Deadly Night? We'll talk all about that movie one, uh, for our Valentine's Day special. 
This movie appears to take place in a universe where no Christmas songs you've ever heard of exist. Because they couldn't get ev- the rights, apparently. But everybody knows the, the like, eight Christmas songs that they wrote and it's recorded great. specifically for the movie. Holy So, geez. like, everybody's caroling the hot Christmas hit, Christmas Fever. Uh-huh. <laughs> the songs are dope. I... I, I would really I love a them. soundtrack for this. Yeah, I downloaded it immediately after nice. I got home. Yeah, I got uh, the a, montage where he's like learning to work in the toy store. And yes, like, just like really inspirational '80s training montage, but mm-hmm. also Christmas song. A lot of montages. Yeah, this movie rules. Where the fire's bright and it's burning every night. I like it. Um, I can't believe I've never seen it before. Yeah. And I really want to watch it again. Maybe if I have a little spare time before Christmas comes, I'll watch it again. Uh, Now, this brings us to Garbage Day. Garbage Day! No! (laughs) Garbage Day. Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, which is half a movie. Yep. Uh, if that, <laughs> if that, uh, it takes one of my favorite slasher tropes from the eighties, where they do a recap of the previous film, mm-hmm. but takes it to comical lengths because yes. they recap the entire move, the entire ninety-minute first film for forty-five minutes. <laughs> it's basically a greatest hits of Silent Night, Deadly Night for the first forty-five minutes of this movie. Yeah, I wouldn't it's recommend terrible. watching them back to back the way I did. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> I put this on right after I finished the, the first one, and uh, not a big fan. Uh, it's fun, I guess. Yeah. The um, original stuff is at least, like... Ridiculous? Bonkers and wild. Yes, it's, I love the Garbage Day. That It's not very its, Christmassy. No, but the, the Garbage Day line deserves its meme status. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I love him killing the guy with the, uh, the jumper cables mm-hmm. in the mouth. Yeah. Because, of course, um, I love that Mother Superior gets hers. Yeah. Uh, Even unfortunately played by a different actress. <laughs> covered in... Weird, weird scars. Yeah. Which, I guess that was explained in a deleted scene. Oh, was it? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, I think it's... I think She had a stroke, and I think that it was their interpretation of what a stroke So the people like. who made this movie has never known anyone with a stroke before. God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> yeah, I... A lot of people, I think, like this a little more than the first one. I think those people are wrong. Um, oh, they're definitely wrong. Because they're, they're, they're like, oh, you insane. get all the highlights of the first one. But honestly, I think the highlights of the first one is more the like the rhythm and the vibe of it. Exactly. And yeah. I think you lose that when you do cut it down to just 45 minutes of highlights. Just the, the highlights, yeah. But um, highlights, Jesus. But I don't know. Like, if you have your fast forward button, I wouldn't write. I, skip Started to the second half of this movie. Yeah. Yes, literally minute 45. You can start this movie and you'll have a new experience and not have to rewatch what you just watched. Yeah. Which is good, but no, I'm good. Okay. This is a movie you brought to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you talk about P2 from 2007? Oh, hell yeah. P2. P2, um, I think, is an underrated Christmas classic. I now I agree with you. This movie deserves to be talked about, not in the same breath as Die Hard, but like a Jace. It's the same kind of movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, Rachel Nichols plays a uh, a woman who is working late on Christmas Eve. Love her. And she goes down to her car to leave after pretty much everybody else has left. And there is a creepy parking lot attendant who works there and is obsessed with her. And he locks her in. And it is just a cat and mouse game for the next hour and 30 minutes. And... This movie is so good, and it's essentially it's almost just two actors. Like, yeah, with like every now and two other people. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, every now and then, like one or two other people will show up for about five minutes. But like on the whole, it is just Rachel Nichols and um, American Beauty Kid. 
Yeah, this is the American Beauty sequel I didn't know I, know I wanted, and uh, <laughs> I got it. This is what yeah. happens when you... Wes Bentley is yeah, his name. <laughs> this is what happens when you videotape plastic bags for 20 years. You become a psychopathic parking lot attendant, and I love him here. I've always been a fan of Wes Bentley mm-hmm. uh, ever since I was a kid. Um, he's got this weird good look to him. Yeah. Like, he's not traditionally attractive, but I just find him, like, enchanting for some reason. Uh, I don't know. I can't I can't describe it. But you should have seen my eyes light up when he showed up in Interstellar a few years ago. I was like, oh, my God. Yes, you're still alive. You're still doing things. I have good, a horrible admission you. to make. I, Go? I think I've only ever seen him in Ghost Rider. Really? I Ghost saw Rider in this? American Beauty, like, half once in college and don't remember anything about it. But I remember him in Ghost Rider pretty vividly. Oh, he was the bad guy in that, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, well, he was I, very, it, it was bad. He's not great in that film, but, I, you know, nobody off, other than Nick Cage is. So. Off topic, but I highly recommend Interstellar. It's okay. a very good movie, and he's very good in it. He's in it for, like, 25 minutes, and he's great. Can we talk um, about how Rebel Wilson is in Ghost Rider? We don't have to talk about that. I just want to say She's in it for phrase. two seconds. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> It's very awkward. I think that was her first role. Uh, P2, though. Um, yeah. Love this movie. Uh, yeah. It's way more violent than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actual intestines that pop out in this movie, and it's freaking great. That's one of my favorite slasher kills in the, in the, in the, in this whole episode we'll be discussing. Uh, love it. I love her. Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of a shame that Rachel Nichols didn't explode after this. <laughs> like, she should have been huge. Yeah. And what did, what did she do after this? A G.I. Joe movie and... A bit part in Star Trek? Yeah, just about. Um, yeah, it's a shame. It's a yeah. real damn shame. And I hope I hope that maybe she can have a resurgence, and I hope that other stars of recent horror films that I love don't uh, befall the same. Yeah. I'm, I'm and, specifically talking about Jessica Roth in Happy Death Day. Oh she needs God. to blow up. She needs to be a huge star. She's going to be, I hope. God, I but. hope so. But, uh, but anyway, P two, P two, it it kind of introduces something I think we'll we'll be hitting on with a lot of these films, which is I don't know, it may be surprising for Christmas slashers specifically, but it is very much about different versions of male entitlement, mm-hmm. and you know, we're introduced to Rachel Nichols and her attempts at mitigating the feelings of and dealing with a creepy coworker of hers yeah. who works Cohen's like with her. And then has to transition to dealing with very different type of attention from a dairy, very different kind of man. But he's both just are a like, nice guy. Yeah, he's what, a quote what, unquote West nice guy. A nice guy. He's a nice and, guy. Yeah, and I think this movie, I don't know. It almost feels like it came out too early for that conversation because when you like you read a lot of the reviews of it, they look mm-hmm. at West Bentley's character as very much an isolated like. Oh, this is a movie about a crazy person, but I think the movie itself is very much like. This is an examination of mm-hmm. this kind of thing that we see in All nice guys, quote-unquote, yep. around, like, everywhere. And it's exactly. just kind of an extrapolation of that idea and an extrapolation of, like, her... Oh, God. If this, had come, the, out, if this had come out six years later, yeah, I think it would have been huge. The end of the movie is my favorite part, and I'm going to spoil it for y'all. Sorry. So skip ahead about 30 seconds. Yeah. She, um, so Wes Bentley is chained to the car Mm -hmm. and he is, you know, he is, he is defeated, but not dead. And she is 100% willing to just walk away. Exactly. And then he calls her the C word. Oh yeah. She turns around that hard. Yeah. She drops a lighter and blows him to kingdom come. Yup. And it's just you guys. So satisfying and such a great kind of just, again, exploration of like, she was even after everything he had put her through. She was she ready was to willing go, willing to just walk away and ignore him. But he had to have that last dig. He had to say it. It's so good. P two, man, I'm hyped just talking about it. P two is great. Um, hey, Scream Factory, hop on this. P two, the extraterrestrial. You... <laughs> uh, yeah, great movie. Really loved it. Uh, I'll definitely be adding it to my rotation every year. Uh, this brings us. To 1980s Christmas Evil. Oh, I have not seen this one. Which, uh, false advertising reigns supreme with this movie. Uh, it's advertised as a slasher. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, you know, taglines like, better watch out, better not cry, or you may die. Or, he knows who has been naughty, he knows who has been nice, he doesn't care. Um, this movie 
is very much Taxi Driver. <laughs> what? I'm serious. This is a very dark and bleak character study about a, a kid who grows up. Uh, he has a very traumatizing uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. And he grows up to work in, you know, a toy factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, he still wants to try to recapture that love of Christmas that he had when he was a little kid. Yeah. And he he grows up and he basically has a mental break where he's turning himself into Santa Claus. Uh, he spies on neighborhood kids and keeps a naughty and nice book. Mm-hmm. And he basically goes around. He punishes some pe- some kids. He leaves them like dirt on their on their floor. Uh, he punishes like naughty parents by killing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the kills are pretty pretty good in this. Uh, nothing crazy, but still pretty good. Um, it's basically this guy uh, played by, geez, what's his name? Uh, Brandon Maggart. Who most people will know as Fiona Apple's father. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, weird, right? Uh, having a mental breakdown for 90 minutes, trying to not succumb to his darker urges. And it's really good. It's gorgeously shot. It's bleak. So it's on my level. I it, really, really love this movie. It sounds, and correct me if I'm wrong since I haven't seen it, it sounds kind of adjacent to like Psycho 2. Yes. Very cool. much, very Man, much. I, I love, I'll have to I check love it Psycho out too. Um, if you get the Blu-ray, uh, it actually has a um, behind-the-scenes stuff with uh, John Waters. He does a commentary for this with the director, I believe. Okay, because this is one of his favorite movies. Mm-hmm. This is his favorite Christmas movie, apparently. <laughs> I believe it because John Waters is a weird dude, and I love him. Uh, yeah, Christmas Evil. Check it out, folks. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Just don't expect a hack and slash. 80s slasher movie because you're not going to get it. You're actually going to get a like a real movie. I, yeah, which is I, fun. I like real movies. Me too. They're good. They can be also good. like Silent Night, Deadly Nights. So you know, there's there's room for us all. So yeah, that's that's kind of a real movie. Uh, not such a real movie is. Uh, I mean, it's fine. Real quick, I'll just talk about it. Silent Night from 2012. It's mm-hmm. the re- it's the remake in name only. Uh, the watch it for the kills, basically. Okay. Uh, there's some, this, he kills everyone, everyone who's shitty in this town from like the weird touchy feely priest to like the shitty kid who like hates her mother. Mm-hmm. Like the mom's trying to take medicine mm-hmm. and she knocks the pills out of her mom's hand and the mom's like, those are my heart pills. I need them. And she's like, no mom, you need to take me to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> and it's like, and then two seconds later, that little girl gets tased and hacked with an ax and it's okay. like, Beautiful. I was like, oh, yeah, she deserved it. Good. Uh, Silent Night from 2012. Malcolm McDowell's in it. Chewing up Donald something. Logue's in it? Hell yeah. It's good times. Uh, check it out if you can. But this brings us to uh, the- my favorite Christmas horror movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, you have one. Oh, yes. I uh, just want to briefly touch on before, we, uh, before yes. we get to kind of our main trio of films here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh the uh, Tales from the Crypt, the uh, the comic book series. Yes. Um, I don't know which of the EC horror la- books it was published in originally. It might have been Tales from the Crypt. It might have been Volta Horror or um, whatever the other one was. Um, one of those. But, yeah. So um, the uh, first episode of the Tales from the Crypt TV show adapted a, uh, a wonderful um, EC horror comic and all through the house about a psycho Santa stalking a uh, a woman and her child and the woman had just murdered her husband so she can't call the cops oh, uh, it's a it's a wonderful episode it's directed by Walter Hill Hell and yeah. uh, so you know that's good it I was... have seen this episode this episode yeah rules um, yeah uh, it... William Sadler is in it yeah it was the yeah, uh, proof of concept for the um for the Tales from the Crypt like TV Damn. show this is yep. what they sent to HBO to be like hey Look we, we want to make pulpy, violent versions of these 50s horror comics. And, and HBO was like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Tales from the Crypt. Uh, my favorite TV show of all time. Damn. All right. And uh, the story was also adapted in the Tales from the Crypt movie made by Amicus back in the uh, 70s. Oh, okay. So that was like, that was one of their many British horror anthologies. Mm. And uh, they, the Tales from the Crypt movie has like four different stories. And that's the first one. 
But yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's get to the main event here. Dial code Santa Claus. Oh shit! Oh fuck! I forgot about that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, just briefly, Dial Code for Santa Claus um, also has like eighteen different titles, but uh, I'm gonna say Dial Code for Santa Claus because okay. that's probably the best of the titles. Um, this is uh, notoriously a <laughs> the predecessor to Home Alone. Somewhat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kinda. Matt was telling me apparently they uh, sued Chris Columbus to try and <laughs> stop Home Alone's release. Yeah, um, good, good I, luck. I, look, it, you put a gun to my head. I'm gonna say Dial Code for Santa Claus is the better film. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I'm not the biggest Home Alone guy, but uh, I like it. I rewatched it today. It's fun. I like it until the burglars come in, which is a weird thing to say. That's kind of weird. Okay. I don't like any of the slapstick, but I like everything else. Oh, I like seeing them getting the shit beat out of them. It's I, fun. The, 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 we're off topic a little bit, I guess. It's, it's fine. See. I am disturbed by the bloodless slapstick. Like, okay. Because the slapstick is... Like, the things he's doing to them is so disturbing. And Straight up murder. And there's so little, like physical penalty for it it really upsets me in a way that like actual violence in movies does not my buddy my buddy ryan calls this movie predator jr yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is an apt description yeah but like the scene of the second one where he's dropping bricks on him from like three stories amazing i find that like viscerally upsetting and i love the scene in this uh, off topic of course but the scene in the second one where daniel stern gets electrocuted and he turns into a skeleton that i love funny as hell and daniel stern has some great screams yeah like like perfect screams also in the first one when he gets the spider on the face that would be my exact reaction (laughs) i would not handle that well i would probably jump out the window (laughs) but um but yes but Dial Code for Santa, Santa, Santa Claus. Um, I, for me, I think the the real standout. It's got a beautiful aesthetic. The uh, the cinematography is surprisingly gorgeous. Nice, which is not what you would expect when you hear French version of Home Alone, where the kid is inspired by Rambo and is fighting <laughs> off a, a guy who's trying to kill him and his grandfather. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, so a kid uh, lives in this uh, great mansion that is a lot of times just this beautiful model and. Um, yeah, a uh, man dressed as Santa who's come breaks into his house through the chimney trying to kill him. Jesus. And he's got to fight him off with all of these like gadgets and gizmos he's built. And uh the music's great and it just looks amazing and it's funny and it's weird and it's kind of violent and it's it's a lot less sappy than Home Alone, which I love the sap at Christmas, but uh if you're more into something a little more soury, uh Dial Code for Santa, highly recommend. I think it's on Shutter right now? Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, this brings us to my favorite Christmas horror movie. And this has been a yearly tradition of mine to watch it uh, since, like, high school. Jesus. Uh, Bob Clark's 1974 masterpiece, Black Christmas. Uh, starring Olivia Hussey, uh, Kier Duella of um, 2001 fame, Margot Kidder, who I absolutely oh, love, Andrew so Martin. Good. Andrew Martin and uh, John Saxon, also featuring Marion Waldman as Mrs. Mack, my favorite character in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely love the the drunken house mother. Uh, this movie's great. Uh, basically, it's one of those classic, you know, calls are coming from inside the house stories, but it takes place on Christmas break at a sorority, and Margot Kidder is being a bitch to everyone, and she's amazing. <laughs> And she's so good. She's she's great. so drunk and so good. She's wonderful. She's feeding children alcohol, and it's like the funniest, <laughs> the funniest thing ever. Yeah, uh, this movie's gorgeous. It's mm-hmm. got a lot of great like split diopter shots. Uh, it's Bob Clark's best Christmas movie, and it's no contest. I, I mean, I love a Christmas story, but uh, I, I don't know if I can argue with you. This is, I would say, this is a horror masterpiece, and it is to be it's, talked it's, about it's, in the same breath as. Halloween or agreed Texas Chainsaw like it's, exactly it's, it's so good and it's creepy as hell yes uh, it is the, it is very disturbing and not really what you would think of when you think of no. kind of an early slasher yes uh, the phone calls that these girls receive are disturbing yes uh, I do not like that that voice that comes mm-hmm. through the other line uh, it actually like like makes my skin crawl I don't yeah. don't really care for it uh, but this movie's amazing um, I remember first discovering it. Back in, uh, like, when I got out of high school, and I was like, what the hell is this? And, yes, 
I immediately fell in love. Uh, this movie is awesome, and it's also pretty deep for yes. like a horror movie. They get into um, basically like uh, uh, abortion a lot here. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's insane. So it's the woman's of, right to choose is like a huge plot point in this, and they hammer it home, and they do it really well. And I mean, I, I think it's kind of key to remember that this is one. This is coming out one year after Roe v. Wade. Yep, like, exactly. This is still fresh. I think this movie is you know similar to P two. I'm I'm interested in the ways that this movie is very much about the different ways that men are violent against women, both physically and or mentally. In terms, of, yeah, in terms of her boyfriend, mentally yeah. and. He's I, a dick. Yeah, and I, I mean, want. I want. I don't want to have the baby. Okay, we're gonna get married and have a kid. What? No. What? Where, where did you get that from? <laughs> and I, I love that. You know, you never find out who the killer is. Mm-hmm. And that it is just this omnipresent sense of danger. Yeah. That exists. You know, even that exists in the world to this Always. day, and that it's. Always, yeah. The, by not giving the killer even a like a face or anything that it can be attached to, always in to, the shadows and just a voice. Yeah, it's, it's really, really representative effective. of something more. Really effective. Um, but like I was saying before, the cast here is terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olivia Hussey's great. She is fantastic. She really is. She runs the gamut of human emotions and mm-hmm. really does a like, does a fantastic job here. And she's so pure. Like, even when she's being stalked by someone, and she doesn't know he's in the house, but she's being stalked by someone, she still, you know, takes the time to listen to carolers. Yeah. And, like, she's, like, still going to be like, okay, well, you know, it's still Christmas. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's, that's good. Uh, like I said before, Kier Dole is a uh, horrible human being in this. Uh, I guess that's what happens when you go to outer space and become a baby. <laughs> uh, Margot Kidder is amazing. I, I miss her so much. Yeah, she she is one of the greats. Uh, this yeah, was definitely. a few years before, you know, she made her star turn as Lois Lane, which is what basically everyone knows her as. Mm-hmm. And John Saxon, I guess you know, doing his chief of police thing. He is doing the most John Saxon he can. He really is, and uh, this is the movie that he followed up Enter the Dragon with, which is an awesome one-two punch. That is great. It's I like, the, I just worked with Bruce Lee. I'm going to do this horror movie now. Dude, you're great. Um, and Andrew I love Martin. the police procedural stuff in this. It's, police procedural is great. Uh, I love uh, the fellatio joke. The fellatio joke is amazing. Um, That's great because that deputy is so stupid. Uh, I, I love I love John Saxon when he's like, uh, if you laugh, I'll knock you down to Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the um, the call tracing scene. And yes, just the, the amount of tension they get from you know having a guy run through the banks at the uh, phone call center, and it's a lot of it's honestly a lot of procedural stuff that doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, or you know you you. They've remade Black Christmas a couple of times. You can't remake those aspects of it just because no, you of the can't. technology. But At it's, all. it's played so well here, and it's so visually interesting. And mm-hmm. the, the scene where everybody is... I love that there's murders going on that we don't really... They're almost on the periphery. So we have yeah. you know the scene where everybody is hunting for the uh, the younger girl who's killed. And you know, they yes. all have to spread out and... It's just, it's such a well-realized and lived-in world that I think is really rich. And also that one guy has the coolest coat I've ever seen. Oh my god, good coat. It's a good Great, coat. Fantastic coat cinema. Um, yeah. Also, real quick, I want to talk about Andrea Martin. Yeah, please. talk about her in a minute. Uh, loved her. I thought she mm-hmm. was great. She's a lot of fun. Uh, listeners probably know her, uh, obviously, from this Uh, uh she was Aunt Vula in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. She was on SCTV, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. She's been around forever, and she's always been great. And, yeah, that movie owns. It's great. And Yes? Bob Clark has maybe the weirdest career of any director. He's a weird guy. How how does one man make Mm -hmm. Black Christmas Mm -hmm. a Christmas story? Porkies. Porkies. And baby geniuses. Ugh. And Rhinestone. Frickin' Rhinestone. God, I haven't seen that in like 20 years. Um, the movie's not great. Hot take. The soundtrack is fire. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, he, uh, weird. Weird career. 
Very yeah. weird career. Final uh, film was Super Babies, Baby Geniuses too. That's kind of sad. That's that's very <laughs> depressing. Okay, this all this will bring us to a movie here uh, that made me physically ill. Yeah. Uh, 2006, Black Christmas or Black Xmas. Black Xmas. Yeah, <laughs> Carlos giving me the stink eye because I hate this movie and he thinks it's fun. Um, <laughs> I'm also Glenn giving Morgan. you the stink eye. Okay, well, I uh, I hate this. I hate it <laughs> so much. Um, I saw it once when it uh, around the time it came out. Mm-hmm. I completely hated it then. I like. I think the kills are cool. Yeah. Um, I hated it then. I hate it now. And over the years, people have told me this is like a lost masterpiece. Like, it's so good. <laughs> uh, that's a little strong. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's an underrated classic. You really need to see this. It's one of the best slashes of the 2000s. And uh, those That's probably are, true, though. The 2000s were rough. Those people were all wrong and <laughs> incorrect. And I don't know. I have so many problems with this movie. It made me physically ill, not because of the kills, which I love. The camera angles in this movie <laughs> are nause- nauseating. I don't. I don't like all the extreme close-ups. I don't like the angles that they're using. Uh, it really did like churn my stomach. And and, At, this is a, and this is a movie where a guy makes Christmas cookies out of someone's skin. Yeah, which I think, which I think is a great kill. Uh, but I don't know. My favorite kill in this movie was already in Die Hard Two. So it's like I don't know. What are you, <laughs> what are you pulling your inspiration from there, Glenn Morgan? I. <laughs> so Matt, uh, based on what you've just said. Uh, I'm, I'm going to reiterate, you probably should not see Cats. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> uh, just uh, based on your uh, your you know, tastes on the uh, the camera angles chosen for this film. I, the um, thing is, I like his camera angles in other films he's directed, so... Yeah. Uh, Call me I, crazy. <laughs> so I saw this theatrically when it oh. came out. With uh, it, it came out on Christmas Day, which of course is it a did. very dumb move because it has a <laughs> shelf life of 24 hours before yeah, right? nobody wants to see it. Um, it's, Thanks. So this movie, it um, this was a, a Weinstein production, and uh, it got hit pretty hard um, in the editing booth. By Yeah, I uh, need to track down the European cut. Apparently it's I, better. I, I, I looked up, I saw somebody tell you that. I looked it up. It's apparently just a slightly different and I think worse ending, and then like one kill is switched out. How do you get the ending worse kill. than this? I, by not having uh, the, um, the main guy, the, uh, what is his name? Billy? Billy. He dies on the, uh, on the operating table and she just faces off against his sister. Okay. But like, honestly, like Billy getting impaled. By, on a Christmas tree. By, on a Christmas tree is a great ending pretty, for a That's film. a pretty good kill. The kills in this are fun. Yeah, and yeah. So like, I'm not. I am certainly not going to call this a lost classic, but I think, <laughs> I think the rhythm of this is really fun. I think the Glenn Morgan apparently hates jump scares. Okay. And hates like brief bouts of violence. But after Willard came out and everybody hated it for being too slow and sedate and not having any of that, that's the, he felt the, that's the rat movie. Yes, the Christian remake. Glover, right? With, yeah. Okay. And um, so that was his first movie, and it did very badly. And there's a special feature on the Black Christmas DVD that I can't believe they put on there because it's essentially him just like really depressed talking about making Black Christmas. Oh God! And like how it's like full of stuff that he wouldn't normally want to put into a movie, but I guess I'll do it, because it's what people seem to want to like. And then he's also like, yeah, and if this movie doesn't make any money, you know, like, it's probably going to put me in director jail forever. And it has. And it has, but the DVD came out long after this movie bombed, and like, they knew that's what happened. Yeah, well, they knew. They put it out with, like, a 24-hour shelf life. Yeah, but, um... But yeah, no, I don't know. The the, the kills are a lot of fun. The opening is fun. And the movie is genuinely demented. In I a hate way that, the backstory so much. Oh, I love the backstory. Like it's, it's so it's, fucked up. It's I know it's terrible, and I don't <laughs> I don't like it. I, usually I, I'm all in on backstory, but like I don't want to know who Billy is. I don't want to know that he's some Hugo Simpson looking looking motherfucker. Well, I, I like I don't need it. I will say I saw this having not seen the original first. When oh. I saw it in theaters, I had not seen the original. And That'll do it. I think the every Black Christmas remake requires you to. The idea of Black Christmas remakes essentially are we're going to take the title Black Christmas and we're going to take the concept of people are dying in a sorority on Christmas 
And then that's our starting point. Let's just see what we can explore with that. I and think so this, this movie, movie goes in a very different direction than the clearly. original. Clearly. This movie should have been called Baby's First Christmas. I- <laughs> and that would have been a great title. Honestly, I like that approach to remakes. That's that's what I, I love when a remake is just, all right, let's take the title, the base premise, and then see what we can explore. But yeah, no, I, this movie is just, it, like I said, it, it's very demented. It, 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 it's too it's, demented. It, it is. It is, And I de- like weird shit. <laughs> yeah, so the, the killer <sighs> is, he has a weird form of jaundice where he's bright <laughs> yellow, like that Simps- yellow bastard he's from a Simpson. Sin City. He's a Simpson. He's a Simpson <laughs> but, character. And uh, he he is raped by his mother. He's literally Hugo Simpson living in the attic, being who fed fish then eggs. gives gives birth to his sister daughter. Sister daughter. And together they kill his their mother, and then make Christmas cookies out of her skin. Which I love. I love. Yeah, the that was the moment where the movie won me over in theaters. I, um, I think. The editing is weird. Like, the flashback stuff takes so much of the early real estate of this movie that you forget there are characters in it who aren't. Yeah, I totally forgot about it. It's, like, it just keeps, it jumps back, and then by the time you're, like, back to the normal story, you're like, wait, okay, I guess. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very violent and very weird. I hate it. Uh, Andrea Martin comes back. She plays yeah. the house mother this time. Less of a drunk, though, and that's a little upsetting. She doesn't have booze hidden in every room. Uh, the- that's something that a Black Christmas movie needs for me to enjoy it. Now, here's something. <laughs> did you notice? So, apparently, both the killers are played by a focus puller. He is not an actor. Okay. He's just somebody Glenn Morgan knew and thought he had a good look. And so, he Jesus. cast him as Billy. And then, like, right before shooting started, he's like... What if we also cast him as Billy's sister daughter? Jesus. So he plays both roles. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's got like it's got a good '80s slasher rhythm to it. Um, it's. I, it, I, I mean, I'm not going to argue. It's not disgusting. And uh, it's oh, it's sadly, gross. It sadly it did cause the end of the uh, relationship between uh, Glenn Morgan and um, uh, James Wong. Who, oh, James uh, who worked yeah. together on like Final Destination? They worked mm-hmm. together on Willard. Mm-hmm. They were uh, they were a writing duo on the X Files, yeah, and uh, apparently they had such a bad time together on this movie that they <laughs> they had split up and not worked together. So and he hasn't directed a movie since. So yeah, Black yeah. Christmas. Um, I don't yeah. know. It's I like it. It hey yo it 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 might not be the best slasher movie of the two thousands. Probably one of the better horror remakes of the 2000s, which was a pretty ugly time for those. I don't remember a lot of them because I blocked them out. It's better than The Fog. <laughs> I've never seen The Fog. I don't, don't. want to see The Fog, Jacob. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's Tom Welling's <laughs> in it. Oh, Smallville. Oh, maybe I'll watch it then. <laughs> maybe I'll watch it just for him. Uh, now we come to a movie that I have not seen. Yeah, so Black Christmas. You have. It got because, remade again. Because guess what? The holidays are here, and I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Black Christmas. 20- also, my theater's not playing it. Oh, that's sad. It's playing it two times a day, one at 10 a.m. and one at 10 p.m., and sorry, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. It's horrible. That's just, those are funny time slots. It's um, horrible. Black Christmas 2019. I think it rules. Um, it's premise is going to lose people who suck instantly. <laughs> um there is a like third act genre, subgenre shift that is going to leave people who maybe don't suck. I could see it losing some people there. Okay. But I was all in the whole movie. Uh, so it was written by April Wolf, who is a podcaster and a writer, and directed by Sophia Takal. And it they had a very short turnaround time on this. Uh, apparently, from beginning to it being in theaters was about nine months. Um, this was being written during the uh, Brett Kavanaugh hearings. And takes that as a Ooh. jumping off point for an exploration of the patriarchy of masculinity, of college campuses, of privilege, of violence, of trusting and believing women. And this movie is in no way subtle about its themes. Okay. And I think that I could see that turning off some people again. 
that's going to turn off people who suck and don't want yeah. to hear these themes. But it's also, I could understand not necessarily being into a movie that is so explicitly direct so on the nose. about believing women, about the way that... Sometimes violence. I think sometimes I think it's good when themes are on the nose. Yeah, because uh, you know what? Sometimes uh, the people who won't read into things, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they need these things spelled out for them. Yeah, to make them realize that oh, th- this is bad. Yeah, you know what and I mean. Like sometimes subtext is bad when dealing with a dumb audience. <laughs> and let's face it, a lot of people, not our listeners, of course. But a lot of people are dumb. But uh, I would say what's what I like about the movie a lot is that it's not necessarily directed at the dumb audience or the audience who isn't mm-hmm. going to get it. It's very much a directed at the a an almost younger audience and an audience that you know this messaging is important mm-hmm. to hear and good to hear that you're not alone. That there is a you know a sisterhood. There, this is something that happens to people, and this is something that you can get together and kind of work your way through and it's interesting and it's fun and it's funny and very human uh the characters are very much actual people unlike the 2006 remake yeah in which the characters are very much just horror movie characters so yeah so these are characters who feel like real people and it's interesting they're costumed like real people and like there's such verisimilitude in just how people look and act there's a like college bro in the background of one snowy scene, just wearing like shorts out, and that, that just like stuck out to me. It's- what an idiot! Yeah, and um, I hate people who wear shorts in the winter. <laughs> who, are you, who are you trying to impress? Stop it! But yeah, no, it's, it's twenty uh, degrees out, you fool. <laughs> it's fun and it's funny and it has something to say and it's. I will see it when it comes to to probably digital or Blu-ray because I doubt there's any chance I'll get to see it. I know come Christmas Day that's not even playing anymore. I've looked oh, up the man. show I've looked up the show times. Yeah. I think the show times for this are being taken over by Uncut Gems. Yeah. So uh which by the way is very good. Everyone should go see it. It's not a horror movie, but it's very fucking good. Um Black I, Christmas though, I do yeah. want to see it. It's I, I highly recommend it. It's um and it, it interestingly it gets into the I it's there's a moment it's is there a it, drunken house mother? You know, I don't think so. God damn it. I'm sorry. Okay. It, <laughs> God I, damn it. No Mrs. I, Mac. <laughs> I said I, I said this on Twitter, but uh, I, I respect any film that requires you be able to recognize a diva cup on site as a plot point without explaining what it is. And this movie relies on that. And I think that that's <laughs> inspirational. I, I um, don't know what that is. Oh, Matt, love you. What is it? What is this? <laughs> a diva cup. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> okay, it is. Is that a- that like to go cup that's like all blinged out? Oh no, Matt. Oh no, Matt. <laughs> it what? is a. Uh, it is a a menstrual cup. Ah. That uh, you know that is reusable. That you insert. That is uh, better for you than tampons. It, it's better for the environment than tampons. Nope. I'm good. And uh, it you know it's not for everybody, but for those who can, it's a perfectly great product (laughs) ah no i'm good um but yeah so that i don't know i i just no idea what that was i learned a new word today (laughs) that i will try to erase from my memory Uh, monsters never die the only podcast where two (laughs) men explain menstrual products to you sorry (laughs) listeners we apologize i uh i i i don't know yeah but um the the movie also i I don't know (laughs) It doesn't, there's a moment where it almost, it flirts with the idea that, you know, this isn't all men that it's talking about, but then it also reinforces that all men have the possibility to be influenced by this culture. And I think that was a really interesting, nuanced way to look. And uh, I would talk more about it, but that gets into kind of spoilery stuff. But uh, yeah, Black Christmas, it's it's a really fun time. And there's a great... Exorcist 3 call out. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I will watch this. Okay. It's so fun. Okay, cool. Um, I will have to see it one day, and that's it. Yeah, that's That our brings Christmas us to the end of year. our little two episode holiday horror series. And uh, I hope the listeners had fun. I hope we didn't spoil too much. Mm hmm. 
And I, Jacob, this has been a blast and a has. half. I hope in 12 months we're talking about all different Christmas movies. I think we will. Um, so, uh, real quick, until next time, uh, some plugs. Where can the people find you on the internets? The people can find me up at the North Pole helping Santa. Aw. Nah, I, nah, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just on Twitter. Yeah, Jacob, Denobo, it's fine. You've heard these shows before. You've, How about you've you, Matt? Where are you? I'm going to stick to the script. Uh, <laughs> as usual, you can find me on Twitter, at TheRealMattC. You can find me over at Talk Film Society, Letterboxd, Instagram, every social media, at TheRealMattC. I think I'm even on some video game consoles with that name, if you want to play some Fortnite, whatever that is. <laughs> I see the toys every time I go to Target, and like the character designs are really fun. And I want to own a Banana Man. I think that would be a fun action figure to put on my shelf. And there's a guy <laughs> with a, uh, a fishbowl for a head. And he's got a little little goldfish for a head. It's, God, it's my cute. little brother trying to show me Fortnite was the first time I felt really old. Yeah, I mean, I've played it a few I, times, too, I just couldn't and, make um, heads or tails of it. <laughs> I'm not good at it, but uh, the characters are fun and colorful. And this episode is brought to you by Fortnite. Yeah, uh, Fortnite. Enter, enter uh, the code Monsters Never Die in the Epic Game Store to receive a 12-month subscription to Fortnite. I think it's free to play. I I'm don't... dabbing. You guys can't see me, but I'm, I'm dabbing. And I'm doing a, and I'm doing a weird dance. Like I'm they flossing. That. Yeah, I'm doing the dance that Shazam does. Matt, can you floss? I don't know what that is. I think I'm doing it right now, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, flossing in, in Diva Cups. That's what Matt's learning about today. I'm learning so many different words today, <laughs> and my head hurts, and I don't like it. And uh, yes, I guess you'll be hearing from us in about two months for our Valentine's Day special. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll be talking a little Harry Warden. Yeah. In both 2D and 3D forms. Oh, man. And it's going to be fun. Yeah, can't wait. I love both of those movies. <laughs> uh, the original is my favorite slasher, so that'll be a fun episode to talk about my bloody Valentine uh, coming out for your heart in February. Uh, until the next time, stay spooky and... Monsters never die. The party is the 13th. To twenty-fourth, it's not so long to go. Though my fist and show my temperature, it's getting too old.